glory. I grew up in the Methodist church in Littlefield, Texas, up there in the panhandle, and every Sunday morning you could almost guarantee worship would start like this. There would be organ music playing as people gathered, then there would be an opening prayer, and then we would stand and sing a hymn, and then we would say a creed. It would be the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, and then we would sing something like this. We would sing, please, Mike, there we go, there we go. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, amen. Anybody have that experience? You remember this? Yeah, I don't know why we did that. We just did that, right? Uh, I found out later when I was going to seminary, that's a Gloria Patri, glory to the Father. This past week, uh, I was coming to this theme of glory, and I, I Googled it. I, this is what we do this day when we do research, right? I, I Googled glory, and the first thing that popped up on the list was a, a song from the movie Selma entitled Glory. And then there were all these other songs that had glory in them. And I was working with the worship team on Tuesday, and they said, Lynn, we don't want you to sing all those songs. Because <laughs> I was going to. But the, they, So they had a better idea. And uh, Jonathan, our wonderful uh, technician guy, communication guy, he came up with this uh, mashup of songs. It only takes a minute that has uh, glory in it. Can, can we see that wonderful video now? So. When the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Let the glory, the glory of the Lord, the planet shall sing it, shall sing it together. And the glory, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And shall original version, we had Blades of Glory in there too, but it didn't make the final cut, so I'm sorry, it just did. Uh, <laughs> so it seems there's glory all around us, and yet I really couldn't grasp glory, and maybe that's an okay thing. I was trying to define glory, uh, so I, I went to my Bible dictionary and turned the page, and there's glory, and it's uh, words used more than 400 times in the Old Testament, and I go, I go, boy, that's really dry for me to tell all the people that, but I tell them a little story to go along with it. So one of the, one of the meanings of glory comes from um, an incident that has to do with our text this morning where Moses is up on a mountaintop, and the glory of the Lord, it says, overshadows him. Same word that we have here. And the word for glory in Hebrew there is a word that can be translated as, as heavy. It has this, this weightiness to it. And so that's how glory sometimes comes to us. It, it feels like that. And 
And although glory's not mentioned around Elijah, it was an experience of glory. The other guy up there on the mountaintop, he was trying to escape one of the worst arch queens ever. Do you remember her, Jezebel? Do you remember this story? And, and Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you because of what you've been saying. And, and so, boy, Elijah, he goes to a mountaintop and he goes, he's pouting. Can you see his little lip? It comes out and he goes, I'm the only one that still believes and nobody loves me and she's out to kill me. And God says, I'll let my glory pass by you, but turn your back to me. And, and so the Lord comes by. There's an earthquake, earthquake and a wind and a fire and then a still small voice. And God came in the still small voice, not in the earthquake and wind and fire. That's how glory sometimes comes to us too, right? It's not just this heaviness and deepness, but this still small voice. And we have glory here. And yet I couldn't grasp it. I, I was trying to define it and domesticate it and, and tame it. And, and it, glory just was escaping me. I, I felt like I was Peter up here on the mountaintop. You know, I just want to, to put it in a tent and, and hold it. And I was getting all tongue-tied and, and scared and overwhelmed. And I couldn't domesticate glory. But thankfully, Jesus wants us to experience glory. That's why he invites these three to go up on the mountaintop with him, right? Peter, James, and John. It's not for him alone. He wants these three. He wants us to experience glory in our lives. It's, it's intentional for us to have glory all around us and to pick it up. I was really struggling until about Wednesday. We had a a meeting of the district professionals. So from time to time, we preachers and choir leaders and uh, Christian educators and stuff, we gather with the district superintendent in the Austin area. And so we did at Bee Creek United Methodist Church on, on Wednesday morning. And worship was good, and I was enjoying it. And it was about this passage, and that was helpful to me. I was taking notes, trying to you know, cram as much as I could to bring to you here today. And, and our district superintendent was talking about uh, the Mount of Transfiguration, the point is to see Jesus, and I wasn't seeing Jesus, and, I, and it, was, it was okay, but uh, I was still struggling, and it wasn't until we had the prayers of the people, just uh, like we do here, and um, it was Abby Parker. Some of y'all remember Abby Parker? Remember, she was uh, our director of, of youth ministry here for a while, and, and Abby, during the prayers of the people, she said, I want to pray for Kayla Mueller, and I'm going, I know that name, I know, and, and you know that name, too. She's been in the news this past week. Uh, Kayla was uh, taken by the so-named Islamic State in Syria, and uh, she was killed by them. And Abby said, you know she was a United Methodist. No, I didn't know. So I googled Kayla's story, and this is what I found out that she was a graduate of Northern Arizona University and that she felt called to serve others. And she, after graduation, served in humanitarian causes in Northern India and in Israel, in the Palestinian areas. And most recently, she was along the border between Turkey and Syria and she was taken captive outside of Aleppo, Syria. She was working there with Doctors Without Borders. She was taken in August of 2013. 
as I did a little more research on her, I found out she was 26 years of age. And that not only was she a United Methodist, that she was very active in her campus ministry. I was just thought it was so appropriate that we had the Texas Wesley Foundation here today because that's what she was involved in. She didn't just go to class. She went to this student ministry where she really felt a bond with Christ and wanted to reflect his glory out in the world. And I found some quotes from her campus minister. And this is what her campus minister said about Kayla. She was not the high-energy do-gooder saint portrayed in the media. She was so laid back, so very humble. She saw the suffering before her and tried to respond. And then Kayla wrote a letter from prison that her family made known after her death. And this is what Kayla wrote. By God and by your prayers, I have felt tenderly cradled in free fall. I've been shown darkness, in darkness, light, and have learned even in prison one can be free. I'm grateful. I've come to see that there's good in every situation. Sometimes we just have to look for it. Amazing witness in the midst of, of hardship and persecution that she would not only see glory, but reflect glory. And I was led to another song that's in our hymnal. If we could show that. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And that's what Kayla did. She was able to see the glory of the Lord in each face, not just in this worship space, but in all of God's creation. And what if we were to look upon one another and see the glory of our God? What if we looked at Jews and Muslims and Baha'is and Sikhs and Hindus and agnostics and atheists and all, all God's people, we would see the glory of their face. This is what came to me is that Jesus wants us to experience glory because it transforms us. It transforms how we look, not just at him, but at one another. Glory, glory comes like that. We're different people when we experience the glory we have in Jesus. I need to tell you that an experience with glory is not always instantaneously life-changing. <laughs> That when these three encounter the glory of Jesus upon that mountain, they come back down the mountain, and you'd think they would just have it all together. But no, they get down the mountain, and there's somebody that needs to be healed, and they can't even do that. They've just had this wonderful experience, and they seem to be totally impotent and incompetent there. Maybe glory... We need to experience it to its fullness. What was the last line in the scripture that we had this morning that Lydia read? It's Jesus said, shh, don't tell anybody until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. We need to get the full story 
of glory. <laughs> that it's not just this mountaintop with Jesus getting bright white. But he's going to go to the cross. And he's going to be raised again from the dead. And he's going to promise us his Holy Spirit to be with us forever. And we live in that kind of glory yeah, it starts at an early age, but we're always learning more, always encountering more glory. Thankfully, on Thursday, I was visiting with a family who have been guests here with us in this congregation, and the dad was saying, my little seven-year-old girl, she really gets it. <laughs> she loves the sacrament of communion. <laughs> he said, I, I love it that, that we Methodists, we invite everybody to this table, that all are welcome here. He said... She loves it because it's Hawaiian bread and it's sweet and the grape juice is sweet. But she loves it for more than this just because it's sweet. She really gets it. She understands that all are welcome at this table and that we experience God's love at this table. He said, I asked her, what, what's going on there? He said, he said, she said, well, Jesus loves us so much he died for us. We have the cross. He said, is that the end? He said, no. Jesus loves us so much he was raised from the dead. That's why we have Easter. Do, do you get it? Do you get the full story of glory? That this is how our God loves us. It led me to another song in our hymnal. Maybe some of you grew up with this song. The old rugged cross. You ever heard that song? So this is the second verse of that song. Oh, that old rugged cross. So despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down, I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. That's how glory comes. It's through cross and resurrection. Get the full story of glory. It transforms our lives to hear this story. I hope that our whole lives are being transformed. I went to visit my spiritual director this past week, another experience of glory for me. And she reminded me of a quote from a saint who lived in the second century. Irenaeus is his name. Here's the quote. This is a great take home. He said, the glory of God is the human person fully alive. How alive are you today? How much of God's glory have you experienced? How have you been transformed by that glory? Where do you see glory in life? Where do you reflect glory in this life? Where do you glorify God as you look at other people's faces and go out into God's creation? Led me to one more great quote. I'm married to a Presbyterian. <laughs> it was predestined. So it's a little joke. Thank you. So Kathy, Kathy, my wife, um, even though she's married to me, she grew up Presbyterian and still has that deep in her heart. They, they learn 
a Westminster Creed or confession, and it comes from the year 1647. They're almost as methodical as Methodists are. They, they have all of these questions and answers. So there's one of the questions about the glory of God, and the response to the question is this. The chief aim of the human person is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. May it be so for you. Glory is the word I leave you with this day. Amen.